You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Welcome to the USCA official podcast and listeners, I can barely believe that it is this time of year again, but it is because we are building up to the 2023 USCA convention and we are going to be looking forward to what is in store in just a few short weeks. There is still time to get your tickets and uh, we will be giving you a bit of an insight into what you could look forward to. Rob Burke and Lou Leslie are with me. Rob, I'm going to come to you first. It has been a little while since we had you on the show, but I think I'm right in saying that last time we had you on the show, your big eventing kind of comeback was on, off to a flying start. How's it all going? It's going well. So uh, Lou has taken over the, the, the ride or taken back the ride, and she just completed a, an event on Mr. Oaks, a.k.a. Souvenir, um, pretty triumphantly, I'd say. She did a great job. And Virginia got a really low score, much lower than I got when I ran, went novice. Um, and now, actually, I groomed this weekend because my wife, Amy, Dr. Amy Burke, took Oak to a small local show where she won. So, obviously, it was all about the grooming, and uh, I'm exhausted. How are you exhausted? How are your grooming skills, Rob? Because Max Corcoran, who's been a massive part of this show, massive part of the USEA, obviously, you know, absolute queen of grooms, I'm sure will hope that you've picked up a thing or two over the years. So I was an international groom in a previous life. Yeah, I don't talk Were a lot you? about it. Yeah, no, I actually groomed over in Ireland for a little bit as well. But um, the whole backstory, my backstory is really long and boring. But yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. I can do it. One day, we, we do a show on the eventing podcast about when Nicole met. Are we going to do a when Nicole met Rob Burke? It's going to happen, <laughs> listeners. We're gonna we're gonna dig beneath the surface because all all kinds of hidden gems are coming out. Um, Lou, triumphant return for you, also. That sounds Absolutely. very impressive. Yeah, I definitely was in my my happy space. Flew out to Maryland, um, got a ride in on the Oakster, and Rob lent me his truck and trailer, and I drove to Virginia uh, at the Virginia Horse Center, and it was spectacular. What a wonderful facility. Um, the courses were so well prepared. Uh, the footing in the stadium and the dressage rings was excellent. And, you know, the horse was happy and I was happy to be out there having a good round. Do you know what? Actually, if we if we get to the crux of a grassroots eventing and eventing for probably, you know, 99% of people, it should be 100% really, the horse is happy and I'm happy. Feels like it should be the absolute ideal result obviously there's going to be people that are very competitive and the elite probably take it you know that extra little bit further but horse is happy you're happy I don't see actually what else you could be asking for in eventing that's what I love about it um it's the end of the 2023 season everything's pretty much wrapping up we're kind of in that space of reflection we're going to do listeners for you in a couple of episodes time a 2023 review show but Rob, just now we are at the end of the season and, and things are all pretty fresh. Sum it up for us as to, to 2023 in your mind so far. Oh, man. I would say um, we had quite a strong introduction of the year, especially early in the spring with uh, 
a five-star win at Kentucky, a long overdue five-star win. Huge showing for the Western United States. Um, most recently, we capped it off uh, with a pretty outstanding youth championship at Galway Downs with um, Pan Am Games there right before it. And we walked away with an individual gold. As you discussed on the podcast earlier, that maybe team victory wasn't wasn't there this time. But candidly, you know, I think we've got a, a lot to look forward to next year going into Paris. And now we've got our sights set on leading up to that. So all in all, from an international standpoint, you know, pretty fantastic for the outlook for the U.S. And from a grassroots standpoint, we had another um, amazing year. Now we're wrapping it up with year-end awards, and we had a lot of excellent programs and educational activities. But, oh, my gosh, we could have 20 new podcasts all about that stuff. If you haven't listeners heard Bobby Costello's review of the Pan Am Games, go and listen to it, the team talk show that was out last episode, because it was a very honest, really interesting insight. And and I don't think there's many places that you can go to really go behind the scenes with a high performance team. And so we're very grateful to, to the USEF, to Bobby and, and everybody involved in kind of giving us that behind the scenes access. Um, but it's well worth, well worth a listen. Go and check it out. I would say the second itis, as I'm going to call it, is building second at the Worlds last year, second at the Pan Am, second in Arkin, um as well. I, f- I feel like only so many times you're going to be the bridesmaid and then it's going to step up. There's a lot of countries in this world that if they could have a lot of silver medals to their credit, they would be very happy with it. It just so happens that I'm pretty excited that for us, we don't feel that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, that, it's that kind of expectation, isn't it? You know, of that, you, what, what you're going in and expecting and very yep. different things. And uh, what you're happy with is very different to what you get and just fascinating. Anyway, uh, Lou, your first year as president as well. How's it been? Oh, it's been excellent. Most excellent. I have um, had the privilege and the honor of, of just seeing a, a venting across the nation and uh, what an exciting time to be president. Um, what Rob was uh, speaking to with us getting silver and the gold at the Pan Ams, but not only that, um, this has definitely been a year of the winds coming from unexpected outside the normal paradigms. For example, like Land Rover, you know, Tammy having the win there. And then at Maryland, having an Irish person, you know, outside yes, the expected yeah. win. And, yeah. you know, the championships at Galway, the youth championships, it's those kids are outside the normal paradigms of it, the expected wins. And it's from the grassroots all the way up to the international, you, you see a venting growing and being strong um, outside the normal and being successful. And uh, that's one of the privileges of witnessing is that at every level, there are successes to be had and and successes achieved. I think that's one of the themes that is going to carry through actually into the convention this year. So let, let's move on to the convention because this year held in Missouri. Uh, Rob, introduce the convention to us. So anybody who isn't over familiar with it or who's perhaps heard about it and kind of gone, oh yeah, the convention, but actually doesn't really understand what goes on, what is it and who is it for? Absolutely. So I'll start by saying the convention is is the party. (laughs) First and foremost, it's a party and we all get to hang out with our friends and we're not like preoccupied with other things when we meet. So it means that 
there's a lot more merriment had than we would have at a normal event or, or activity because you're not waking up the next morning to catch a ride to, uh, um, you know, go cross country or, or do, in my case, the nerves are dressage, not cross country. But outside of that, it is a chance for, you know, one of the best things for me when I started going to conventions, and this was even before I sat in this role, when I was a kid out in California was I went to a convention and I was sitting in the audience and I learned pretty quickly that I was sitting next to an Olympic gold medalist. And to have that opportunity to have like direct one-on-one contact um, with someone to debate and discuss the future of the sport, what's going on. It's, you can't, you can't match it anywhere. Outside of that, it, our convention is really structured in about three, in three ways in my mind. So we have the educational activities. So there's all sorts of, especially um, starting Thursday afternoon up until Sunday morning, we've got nonstop educational activities. You can come, you can learn about things from people who are the top in the sport, whether it be about horse care, whether it be about things related to an equine, your equine business, whether it be about you want to become a licensed official and want to learn more about that. Anything you could ever want to learn about the sport, um, there's an opportunity to learn about it. Then, you know, I mentioned the parties. I'll keep going back to it. There's pretty much a party every night. And then it's a celebration, right? So it's a celebration of, so that I'll lump that with parties. It's a celebration of accomplishments. So we'll have our annual annual awards. We'll recognize everybody who's been the best from uh, beginner novice on up. And um, we give out special awards to folks who've contributed as much as anyone to the sport, you know, as volunteers, as um, just people who've dedicated their life to it. The other thing, it's it's a business meeting, too. So we have committees that meet throughout. And then on top of that, it's a chance for our members to weigh in. Right. So they can attend open forums where they talk about things like safety. They talk about things like um, you, you name it, young riders, adult riders, all these programs. Um, it's a chance for everybody to have a say. And and actually, I really wish I could get more and more members to come because it's fun. It really is fun. And it's set in a great in a great location. Um, and again, you get to hang out with a bunch of horse crazy eventers. What's better? I think it, it's really interesting as well because, you know, even committees all being in the same room, we're so used to doing stuff by Zoom and online and America is such a vast country that actually getting people together and meeting new people and kind of hearing different ideas and actually discussing challenges and, you know, ways of overcoming things in person is so unbelievably valuable because you can cover so much ground I love the aspect that it is both the the kind of the grassroots and the the elite members of the sport because it's ev- it's for everybody at the end of the day. Um, Lou, you have been going to the convention for a very long time. It's your first as president. What is it for you that actually you know you would implore members to to go and visit this year? Well, you know, in that regard, it really hasn't changed for me so much. I j- I'm just playing a different role. I'm at the I'm at the head of the table instead of in the back of the room making jokes um, and having fun. But I, that's... You can still do that this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. You can still do <laughs> it. Roll with it. Uh, well, yes, you know I will. Um, but I'm at the head of the table now having fun. And I, I think what I've always have found with the convention and why I've really enjoyed them is that um, my membership has always made a difference. So with me going to the convention 
and discussing and sharing my viewpoint. What I love about eventers is that they're not just up there whining about, I don't like something. They're up there trying to find solutions to the problems that we face with eventing in the country. And they're looking for solutions and discussions on how to make eventing better. And as president, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the cat seat. I get to sit there and, and listen. And that's what's exciting about it. And I've always kind of joked that, you know, most of the business um, of eventing is has been done in the bar, <laughs> in the lounge, uh, just sitting there uh, casually sitting there having a really good discussion, an open discussion and an honest discussion. Mm. Um, I think I've told Rob a million times that what I love about eventing is that they have a very Scottish quality to them, <laughs> that they're smart and they're frugal. And, and they want their voice heard and they're very opinionated and, but it's in a positive way. And that's what I enjoy about it. I think that actually for me is, is one of the really key points to take away is that everybody has an opinion on our our sport and everybody has things that they love about it. Everybody has things that they're not so keen on or that they'd like to influence or change. And, and actually this is a chance to have your voice heard. And this is a chance to kind of put your head up above the parapet and say, have we thought about this or what about that? Or, or actually understand the reasoning behind certain decisions. And I think that's a really, really important part of it. Um, Rob, one of the, the key points every year is the keynote speaker. Who is on the cards this year? So it's a pretty amazing opportunity. Uh, it's going to be Dr. Temple Grandin. Temple Grandin, um, she might not be a name that some of our members are familiar with, but if you just do a Google search or look her up on Wikipedia or anywhere else, you'll see this person. There's movies about her. She's written books. Um, she uh, literally like prime time HBO series about this person. She is openly uh, open about the fact that she's autistic and um, through her life, uh, she had to you know, learn how to deal with everything going on in the world with the picture of, of her autism, um, you know, shaping that. And what she found is that she was uniquely able to interpret the uh, behavior of, of animals and especially horses. So um, what she'll bring to the to the membership, to the audience. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we have quite a few people attending this convention who aren't even eventers because they want to listen to Temple Grandin speak because she's just that poignant. And she's a professor at, at Colorado State. Um, and she just, I mean, we are, I'm actually surprised we got her as a speaker. She's just that good. Give yourselves yeah. the credit. Like, don't be surprised, Rob. That's great. Jennifer Hardwick gets the credit from our office because she is teasing <laughs> with these conventions and she reached out to Temple and got her. It's amazing. And, you know, it just kind of falls into the whole year that we've had uh, where I was speaking to the successes outside the normal paradigms. Here's a person that's extreme. She's a pioneer in animal behavior and she was able to put that into an academic perspective and what she can bring to eventing is that different perspective outside the norms of what we expect and how can we be the takeaway is going to be what she knows how can we apply it to eventing to be that better eventer so i'm really i'm excited about having her there thanks jennifer (laughs) 
happy days. Um, in terms of sort of the the program, you've got four days, uh, Thursday through to Sunday. Rob, is that right? Um, an action-packed schedule. It's all available on the website, useventing.com. Go and search for it because you'll be able to see all the different bits and pieces. But you've obviously got the educational side of things. And one, one of those things this year, Lou, was something actually that I know stood out for you was that as part of the ECP program, there's going to be a workshop on developing the coach's eye, which I am really interested by. Uh, It's fabulous. Um, And this is the first time that the program has done a workshop of this, just develop, how do you do that? How do you develop your coaching's eye and, um, and how do you become that better coach for eventing? And they've done an awesome job. So there's something there for the riders. There's something there for the coaches as well. Um, the the kind of the membership input, Rob, is a key point that we've already picked up on. Not only can you discuss any kind of problems or challenges or the the journey of the sport and how the direction of eventing is going and that kind of thing, but also rule proposals, which is an opportunity for people to kind of see what's on the horizon and actually have their say on it now, be a part of the decision. Yeah, it's interesting because if if you spend too much time, as I do, reading on you know online chatter, um, and and you know people will often post their opinions, right? And and that, that's great. I mean, it's wonderful for you to post your opinions on your own page, on your your corporate page, on the USCA page. But at the end of the day, is anybody really listening? I will say, I I read a lot of commentary. Some of it upsets me. Some of it I think is amazing. But, you know, oftentimes you aren't getting the message to the people who you really want to get the message to. And this gives you the opportunity to sit in front of those leaders, to sit in the rules session. We specifically have a session dedicated to the rules that are being proposed for this year to sit there, speak to those leaders. You're going to speak to the leadership of the USCA. You're going to speak to the leadership of the Federation, the USCF, who keep that rule book and who manage the rules. Um, and you're going to be able to give your two cents. You know, it. And, and we open these comment sessions up to anybody who's there. So it really is your opportunity to have a say. And, um, you know, and there's stuff that could genuinely impact your ability to compete in the sport in the future. I mean, everything from um, who is allowed to compete in their relation to officials, to um, things about performance records um, and and technical elimination um, and what exactly uh, you're able to do as far as the technical elimination goes. Does that mean you can go on to finish show jumping after being technically eliminated in cross country, for example? I mean, there's, you know, things about runouts. There's actually a rule this year about what constitutes a runout versus, you know, it's kind of the the flag rule in the FBI where, where there is a rule proposal much like the flag rule. And Candidly, again, this is your opportunity to to listen to those that put it forward and the intent to speak to how you think it will impact your ability to compete in the sport. And you know, there's there's a lot of them this year. It's interesting. I always think that actually um, rules is one of those things that we read the rule book at the start of the year, or we get notified of different changes and things like that. And there's kind of a tendency to feel that they've just been kind of plucked out of thin air um, and created. And the reality is that lots of people with a hell of a lot of experience in the sport and experience in this kind of field have discussed, debated and brought together these rules over quite a long period of time. And actually, this is kind of the the chance for the membership to have their say on them as well. So actually, when they do then come into force, 
next year if they come into force. You're kind of forewarned as forearmed and you're aware of what they are and why they are and um, you've had your chance to to have a say on them as well. Not only is there the educational, the, the insight from Dr. Temple Brandon and, and kind of the keynote perspective of the weekend as well. There's also the high performance element. And actually there will be a high performance workshop, um, but an award ceremony on the Saturday evening, which is kind of the crown and the jewel of the parties, I imagine, Rob. It is. Yeah. It's um, again, this is the big party, right? And this is what leads into all the others. Um, well, it kind of caps off all the, all the others, but this is where we celebrate all of our all of our year end winners. Um, you know, we're going to do some special things this year, such as honoring Jimmy Wofford's memory. Right. So Jimmy passed this past year. Every year we have the Wofford Cup that is awarded. And it was incredibly important to Jimmy and his family and his family are carrying forward that tradition this year. Um, and so we're very excited to find out who our new new recipient of that award will be. Who does that go to, Rob? What, what's the kind of criteria? So it's someone who's committed their life to this sport, to better the sport, to create, um, to sustain the sport into the future. So these aren't just, you know, this is almost like the Hall of Fame of Hall of Fames. It's it's quite, quite important. And again, only one person gets awarded this every year. So, um, so that's it is amazing. And then we recognize our volunteers. Um, we recognize, I mean, the, the annual awards, We've we've figured out, and and for anybody who's attended it, we've figured out an efficient way to get a lot of awards uh, recognized, to get a lot of pictures taken. It's not, and it's not, you know, I've sat through a lot of awards ceremonies in my life <laughs> and fallen asleep through some. I've never fallen asleep through a USCA award ceremony. And at the same time, there's food, there's good food, there's drinks, there's friends. Um, and who knows, you might be sitting next to an Olympian at your table. Uh, if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what is. Um, Lou, I think the important thing on this that we cannot reiterate enough, we started with it, but I think we should head towards the end with it as well, is that this is for everybody. So anybody that is a member of the USEA can come to this convention and have their say. And And I feel like actually, you know, there might be people who are competing who kind of feel like their voice doesn't matter. And actually, this is a really important moment to kind of say it does matter. We, we want to hear from you and come to the convention, be part of the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, yes, I guess I've been living that dream. I've always kind of gone to the convention. I've always put my two cents in. And I've always been, you know, really respectful about that, too. Uh, there's so much respect for the legends of the sport and the Olympians and the people that are competing at the upper end. I have so much respect for them. But I have just as much respect for the people that are living out in the middle of the desert and, you know, they're running around doing beginner novice and novice. And, you know, they're 70 years old or something like that. And they're organizing um, the big shows all over the place. I have so much respect for anybody that shows up for the convention. And I value what they have to add to eventing because that they are the strength and the stability of our organization. So not only listeners can you have a great time at the convention, but there is so much more going on outside of the hotel that you can enjoy as well. St. Louis, is that how you would, is that how you'd pronounce? I think I'm very English. Say, we say St. Louis, but yeah, the, the nickname Saint Louis. would be St. Louis. Louis. Okay, St. Louis, St. Louis. You get yeah. my drift, listeners. It's the, it's the language. 
accent barrier. Um, I have got some fun facts for you, Rob and Lou. Here we go. See if you know these. It was the birthplace of 7-Up. Epic drink. There you go. Uh, There is the tallest man-made monument, which is the Gateway Arch. I knew that. There you go. Um, The site of the Exorcist movie. I did not know. There you go. I don't know what you're going to do with that, listeners. If you're going to the convention, I'm not sure what that brings to the table, but there you go. Um, Home to the largest collection of mosaics in the world. That's quite cool. Because then, what you would have thought there'd be some really, really big collections of mosaics in like Rome and places like that. But anyway, yep. And this is one of my favorites. It's home to the Budweiser Clydesdales at Where Historic Brands Farm. Of course it is. There you go. I mean, Legendary. 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 Look, there is so much to look forward to. Just quickly, Rob, your favorite bit? I'm gonna I mean, I'm just gonna say the parties and the kind of the community aspect. Is that that's is yours or mine? No, it's because... not. I've never been. One day, <laughs> listeners. One day, one day. Will... But it's that that bit's the bit that stands out, the community aspect. It's pretty good. But I'm going to say, actually, this is my cheater, the cheater bit for me. The best part for me is that we have a vendor village, so I'm able to get all my Christmas shopping done. <laughs> yeah. So not only am I going for work, but I can knock out Christmas at the same time. So it's like a total cheater, cheater. <laughs> To be, okay, so what's in the vendor village? Just any kind of like shops and absolutely. Like we've got um tack vendors, we have um it, we actually have a really exciting helmet manufacturer, Arrow, is coming and showing off their wares. It's probably my my it's my favorite helmet manufacturer in the world right now. Um carrots, you know, we've got all sorts of really cool opportunities for folks to shop. So Okay, go. so go to the convention, get your Christmas shopping done at the same yeah. time, listeners. Kill two birds with one stone. There you go. Just take an extra suitcase for your journey home. Um, exactly. Lou, how about you? Oh, all of the above. Um, yeah, just catching up with um, everybody throughout the year and oh, the vendor village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll Happy stop days. off. Yeah. Happy that's, days. That's She'll stop off. Good. She's playing it cool, listeners. She's totally going to be there. Let's be honest. Lou, I know this now by taking care of one of Lou's horses. If there's something cool, a gadget, a piece of tack, you name it, Lou will buy it. I will buy it. (laughs) Um, Hashtag influenced, Lou. There you go. Yeah, very much so. My my ponies are well well kitted is that what you say in england well kitted yeah i mean well looked after i I often i always think with horsey people though that actually the horses have every single little bit of thing that they need and actually we always kind of put ourselves behind them which is never a bad thing but um yeah we look after them well um can i ask rob just anybody who's listening to this that thinks do you know what i want to go to Missouri I'm going to go on the and I haven't given you the dates listeners that was a fairly epic fail 7th through to the 10th of December I'll make sure they're in the show notes so actually you will have seen them already before I get to this point this far into the show 7th through to the 10th of December if somebody is thinking I really want to go how can they go what what should they do now to book on absolutely so yeah go go to the U.S. eventing website and um through our membership um, page, you can find the convention pretty easily. Once on there, you can register. You can also just call us in the office, uh, 703-779-0440, anytime. And our membership staff can help coach you through it. 
Um, you know, it's easy actually if you you do the math in the end of the at the end of the day um, for the amount of influence and access you're going to get, it's pretty cheap. And um, while we'd love you for you to stay in our hotel block, and and uh, my convention planner would say, Rob, you need to tell them to stay in our hotel because <laughs> it it helps the association if you do. Um, you know, you can find I'm sure you can find some really cool area for folks to uh, bunk up with um, there in the area so that you can continue to limit your your costs. But no, I mean, please, I, I'm hoping we get as I want to break a record too. So to date. Boston holds the record for the most people ever coming. Area one are legendary at this point. And I would love for another area to give them a run for their money. How many people was that? It was about 550, I believe. So pretty okay. good. Attendance. Yeah. That's so. good numbers. Very good numbers. Beatable okay. though. Very beatable. Hmm. Come on. Come on, folks. You can do this. Um, go and take a look. It is all on the website, useventing.com forward slash membership forward slash convention. If you search for it or just Google it because it will come up. Uh, Don't forget the 7th through to the 10th of December. I'm going to say that multiple times now to make up business (laughs) the fact that I missed it in the opening line. Right. Rob, Lou, thank you both so much. We're going to have you back on the show before the end of the year to do a proper recap of 2023. But for now, thank you for joining us. Uh, And enjoy the convention, listeners. We've done this show a little bit earlier than we've done the convention preview in in previous years, simply because we want to give you the opportunity to be able to make those kind of last minute plans and to be able to take the trip if you can. So consider it, talk to your friends because you could get a few of you together, make a real kind of trip out of it. Um, A road trip, maybe you're going to have to fly, whatever it may be, but have your say this is your chance and actually it is for the members so don't miss it uh for now though that is all we've got time for rob lou thank you as always listeners thank you as always we will be back very soon with lots more we've still got a couple of really cool episodes uh, coming your way before the end of the year that is mad to say before the end of the year we are closing in on christmas but uh, happy thanksgiving because we're recording this pre-thanksgiving it's going to go out i think the week of thanksgiving so have a wonderful time with friends with family and uh, enjoy listening to this show as well but we'll be back soon with more on the usca official podcast Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.